You're listening to Christmas on 7 Sport. Hello and welcome along to a brand new series this Christmas on 7 Sport. The 12 Games of Christmas is the final one being recorded. So it's a wrap after this, um, but we've still got a few more episodes left till the big day. And I'm delighted to say that on this episode, we've got a whole host of guests. It was originally going to be me and Ben Morgan one-on-one. Well, we, he's brought a couple of friends that Gloss City fans will recognise as well. We've got Kieran Phillips and Sion Spence as well. Good evening, gentlemen. How are we? Yeah, not All too good, bad. Thank Thanks, you. Bad. Not too bad. I'm going to go for straight away. I've name dropped him, so now he does have to talk. Yeah, he does have to talk. So the series we talk about, um, you know, key games, favourite games from, from everybody's career. For a couple of episodes, I've sort of thrown the first game out there and, and I want to do that this time here. I've been looking at, you know, last season. Gloss City fans have been looking at last season as well after a particularly hard first half of the season and that Chordy game back in April. Now, looking at here, I mean, I didn't realise how late it was, but in the 71st minute, Billy Whitehouse makes it 3-1 to Chorley. And I stood in the stands, sat in the stands, had no expectation that Gloss City would make the playoffs, but yet you boys managed it. Ben... As someone who was on the pitch, when you free one down like that, did you and the other players still believe you could make the playoffs? Um, I don't think so. I think, in all honesty, I think we we probably looked at it and thought, with I, I don't know what was left on the clock. I think it was twenty odd minutes. You say um, yeah. it just, it felt like an impossible task, but it was it was probably a a big part of what that team was about last year was. The never say die in the team and um, it always seemed to be a case that we'd come back late on in games and pick up vital points late on in games so um, it wasn't out of uh, it wasn't out of character for us put it that way but um, it was uh, it was a big ask and I mean still to this day I'm not quite sure how we managed to do it but um, yeah glad we did Can you remember much of the final five minutes in particular obviously the, the equaliser in the 88th minute and then the, the winner in the 93rd can you remember that that end to the game? I just remember the the second and third goals going in and thinking, well, we actually have a chance. Um, and it was sort of to the point there where the, when it was free all, we it can obviously you can lose it. Then we had nothing to lose when we were three one down, three two down. Um, all of a sudden, the mindset changes slightly. But um, in in that situation where other teams needed the points as well around us in the playoff in the playoff push, it it, it seemed um, it seemed like we didn't really have a choice but to go for it uh, and. Well, we threw everything at them the last five so sort of five ten minutes, um, and luckily something stuck in the end with a big Manny up top holding the ball up and flicking one over to the top. But, um, but yeah, it was a special moment, and what, I mean, what a goal! I mean, I know we'll go through it, but um, just the feeling afterwards and and uh, the celebrations. It was uh, it was some day to round off what was obviously a tough and long season. Um, you know, it was, it was special to actually make the playoffs and have that feeling for the first time in my career anyway. And in regards to, you know, you see it in the, the Premier League, particularly on the final day when there's so much riding on everything, messages get, get given to the players on the pitch. Were you given <laughs> updates during the, the the game in regards to, you know, what you needed, how you were, how everyone else was getting on or was it more a case of just focusing on yourselves? Um, certainly more in the first half and at half time. Uh, we knew the second half, it was, I mean, it was so all over the place. As soon as we went to 3-1 down, I think we went down to like 12th place. So we were completely out of it. Um, it just felt like it was more pride uh, thing towards the end of the game of us trying to get a result. And 
even when we when we went four three up, I didn't quite think we'd made the playoffs. I just thought it was probably you know just as the end of the season that we give the fans something to to cheer about with a win. Um, and even when the full time whistle went, I wasn't one hundred percent sure. It was only when obviously people started running on the pitch and uh, we started to get the confirmation then from from everyone else that we uh, I actually realised that we'd done it. But in terms of that last twenty minutes, so we had, well I certainly had no idea. Um, it was just a case of trying to win the game on, at hand and and hoping for the best. And um, you know how I mean how it worked out in the end. I mean we couldn't have really got much luckier with it. So um, yeah, we definitely we definitely uh, rode our luck to get there. That's for sure. And Kieran, uh, sort of turning to to you. You know you were a man that Gloss City relied upon to to score the goals. You know we're talking about being three one down with twenty minutes to go. Mm-hmm. What sort of pressure did you feel as a, a forward to try and drag City back into it? Um, on the day, don't get me wrong, I want to score in every game. I said to the boys on the way here, I was getting frustrated in the game that that was one game I didn't get any chances. But um, at that point, at three one down, I just thought we could have three own goals, and I couldn't care less. Like we just needed those those goals, and obviously two of them from Barnsley, and then. I'm uh, glad the last one fell to Topi because that's someone you'd want in that situation. Would you have fancied yourself to have uh, scored an acrobatic effort like that? Uh, yeah, but I don't know if someone would have found me with that pass. <laughs> <laughs> um, and obviously you would go on to to have your moment uh, later on, obviously in the, the playoffs themselves against Brackley. Um, you know, that occasion, again, will stick in, in my mind. But if we, we trickle forward to that Brackley game, you know what was that like to to play in Kieran? Oh, it was it was mental, like you say, like the the support we had there on the night. Um, we seen the appreciation we had for the fans when we came out, and it was a special night. Obviously, we gave it our all. Unfortunately, it wasn't meant to be on the night, but um, it was still a great feeling to to play in it. Yeah, and in regard, I mean, this is a question for for all of you, really. Could you feel the positivity from that Chorley game into the Brackey game that week? Or so, or whatever it was. It was, I think it was only three or four days in between those two games. The the club must have been bouncing. Yeah, we we obviously knew as players it was um a massive thing for the club. Obviously, uh, I don't think they had made the playoffs, or it's the highest finish we've ever had. So we knew as players it was a massive thing, and like I say, we just went out there and wanted to give it our best. But um, yeah, we felt the positivity. Yeah, and Ben, you you sort of said that. Uh, you know, that sort of game was sort of summing up your season as, as a whole. Now, Gloss City fans will remember the season for a number of reasons. Were there any other games in the, the lead up to the final day that, you know, when you really thought, you know what, we could actually make the playoffs here? Um, I think it's more in moments where you don't play well and you still pick up vital results. Um, in my head, I'm probably thinking of two of the away fixtures, uh, Peterborough away, Peterborough. That's, what I was say. That's the one for me. Uh, where we played well, probably one of the worst games we've actually played this season and still managed to grind out quite a comfortable 2-1 win in the end. Um, and then Southport away, we didn't play particularly well. And uh, someone come up with a goal late on. But, um, you know, those types of games where you don't play well and you still pick up results. And it's obviously, it sets a target then for other teams because they're looking around and thinking, oh, Gloucester is still going, they're still winning games, they're still putting pressure on. Um, and even in moments, I mean, even the... the Game before the Chorley game at Farsi Celtic away, we lost that game. But we, we after we realised we were still in it, there was still a lot of confidence that we'd go and do a job at Chorley or in the game at Chorley 
um, and at least give ourselves a chance. You know, there wasn't any doubt in our minds that we were gonna we were gonna go and win that game. Um, and it, it probably did sum up our season and the fact that we just sort of all the adversity we went through just stared it right in the face and cracked on. And in regards to you know having confidence in the team, do you maybe feel that Gloucester City, being you know quite a, a small club compared to some of the sides in the National League North, do you think being underdogs in that sort of situation benefited you? Uh, more so probably yes, because I think the first time we'd been in that situation, I think it was new for everyone. Um, we had experienced lads in the team um, who you know no doubt been through playoff experiences in the past, but. Um, I think it was just enjoyable to be along on the ride with the fans together. Um, I mean, we go back to that Brackley game. I think it was, what was it, 500-odd fans, 600 fans on a Tuesday night away at Brackley. Um, you know, it's not the most glorious of places to go and play football. So to have them turn up in numbers like that and the support that they showed us and even to have those moments where we, you know, we scored the equalising goal late on in front of them and, um, you know, moments like that, it obviously sticks with the fans and, um, you know, they've, They've reminded of uh, us of them, you know, plenty of times over the last sort of six months. But um, it's moments like that that hopefully stick in their minds for a long time, and it's hopefully something that Gloucester can reproduce in the future. And looking further afield at your individual careers, all three of you, are there any other moments? Well, not so much moments. Any other games that you would rank as being, you know, your favourite game or a key game for your career and your development as a player? We'll give Sean his moment. This is why this is why we brought Sean Spence on the podcast. No, yeah. Um we had uh when I was at Bristol Rovers on loan, we had a FA Cup game against Oxford. Um I think it was a replay, uh second round replay and um it was a night game at the Mem and yeah, one four three and I managed to score the uh, the vital goal at the end, uh header beforehand and yeah, it's one of the, the best nights of my life that was. The atmosphere in the game was immense and the scoring from the Thatcher's end at the end with the, one of the best feelings. What's it like playing for a club like Bristol Rovers? You know, they're so passionate, um, support, home and away, to score a winner against a side like Oxford, who are re- fairly local rivals as well. Yeah, it was a, it's a great club, to be fair. We've all, you know, had spells there. Um, and it's, I'm sure everyone will say it's a, it's a massive club. Uh, great fan base. And yeah, they obviously they're doing all right in the League One at the minute, so it's great to see. And can you remember the feeling? The feeling you've scored that winning goal. How did you celebrate? Talk us through it. I, I can't remember. I'm slide, pretty sure it was an East slide, yeah. yeah. Um yeah, I just got jumped on. Uh, the fans were going crazy. Uh staff was all on the pitch. Yeah, it was a it's a crazy game really. So yeah, I watch the highlights every now and then and every day. Yeah, <laughs> every day. Yeah. <laughs> ben, what about you? Oh, I, I honestly would say the shorter game. It was it was the most mental game I've ever been involved in. Um, I don't think I'll be involved in a game probably like that again. I think all the circumstances behind it, the, you know, one of our coaches, player coaches coming on the pitch and making an impact. Um, you know, the, the way they scored their goals, the way we counted them. Um, I think it was such a to-and-fro type of game. Everyone's emotions were all over the place. So that would definitely be... Uh, the game probably I'd highlight the most at the minute in my career. And what about you, KP? I'd have to say the same. Obviously, having a relatively short career so far in men's football, I've had good moments being younger, but the Chordy game for me since I've stepped into the senior game is the biggest game for me. And like Ben said earlier, like just the, the way the game went, um, even at 3-3, we could have lost it 
well, obviously Liam making big saves at key moments and it was just mental and you didn't know which way it was going to go. And I think that's what made the celebrations at the end even better because it could have easily gone the other way. What was the, the message from the, the manager in the build-up to the game? You need to win. Yeah. <laughs> there, was no, there was no other message, really. Um, win by hook or by crook. So we managed to do it in the end. I don't think I don't think anyone appreciated how we managed to do it. I think it affected everyone in the long term, did it with their health. But um yeah, uh it was it was simply you have to win. Um we we come off the pitch at Farsi thinking it was over, you know, thinking we couldn't do it. So when we found out and uh, we realized it was possible, everything that whole week was was built around trying to win the game. Was there a bit of uh relief in the change room after the game that you had managed to do it? Um, yeah, it was a bit of a weird one because I think the whole season we were sort of fighting against the, the narrative that was there was a lot of adversity around us and um, what it did do was bring the team together and what I would say is I probably haven't been a part of a team as close as that um, ever before or since. I know it's only recently happened but um, it definitely <laughs> it definitely brought us all together a lot closer um, and I think it sort of it sort of made sense. I think everyone was relieved that it ended in a positive manner that season. Um, I know we lost the playoff game the week later, but um, I think everyone at that point had just accepted that we'd actually been able to get over the line and make the playoffs. And um, we obviously had intentions of trying to get as far as we could in the playoffs, but um, you know it wasn't meant to be. But we can look back on it, and we we do look back on it very fondly. Obviously, for you, Ben, you know you look back at the first stint you had at, at Gloucester was the infamous COVID year where you were top of the league and COVID strikes, season gets null and voided and the rest is almost history there. You know, realistically, you've, you've been quite successful in a way at, at Gloucester City. So, you know, is there any standout games from that first spell? Obviously, you'd have been playing in empty stadiums for, for the most part, but in that first period of Gloucester City, were there any standout games for you there? Um, well, we went on an unbelievable run at the start. I think it was... 10 out of 10 wins in the first 10 games. Um, I mean, ones that stand out are the ones where we just blew teams away. Um, <laughs> a lot of that season was based around us giving away a sloppy goal quite early on and then demolishing teams for the next 85 minutes um, to the point where it wasn't sort of a laughing matter, but we'd go 1-0 down and then it'd be like, right, okay, you've aggravated us. Probably the worst thing you can do. That, that team was built to win games and to, and to win games convincingly. So, um, that first bout it was disappointing that it ended the way it did but um, obviously I look back on it I do tell everyone as much as I can that where every time I've been or both times I've been at Gloucester it's been successful he's but, waiting um, for his statue yeah I'm waiting for the statue <laughs> to be built I think it's I think they've just started on the legs it's taken them a couple of years I'd imagine he's wait, they're so, waiting for the return they're waiting for the triumphant return of Ben Morgan right, again third for a third lucky. time yeah but, um, but no both both spells luckily have gone well went pretty well for me is you know ultimately with with Gloucester City there is always that story. It's one of the most dramatic football clubs you could ever uh, encounter, and I mean that in, in the nicest possible way. Something always happens with Gloucester City. It's never too good for too long before something happens. Um, you know what was it like playing for for that club, and and how easy did all three of you settle in at uh, Gloucester City? Well, I come, um, I come, I think a week before the season started, and obviously I knew quite a few of the boys from stints elsewhere, like uh, 
KP, Tom out Rovers and uh, Tommy O's. Um, but yeah, I knew there was a good bunch of lads and obviously I didn't know all of them, but I've heard they were, you know, good players and um, yeah, I really enjoyed playing them. They made it very easy to settle in and yeah, it was a good start to the season, I think. Where are you, KP? Uh, for me, it was a tricky start. Obviously, um, I didn't, I wasn't straight in the team. Uh, I was playing out of position. Um, don't get me wrong, I was doing my best in in the opportunities I had, and mentally, physically, it was a step up, and it and it was tough. But um, for any striker, you you need confidence, and once you start scoring, it's just you can just keep going and keep going, and that's what it took for me. And then ended up being a good season. So. It took me a while to settle in, but that's that can happen sometimes when you go to new clubs. And Ben, obviously, where we said you know you had a, a stint at the club uh, previously, when you did come back, did you almost have a a senior? You know, were you a senior figure in the the change room because you had been there before? No, I don't think so. I think that that sort of come later on in in the second seat or second uh, stint, definitely. But I think on both occasions, I went there with something to prove. Um, first time I was unknown and being in men's football um, and then on the second occasion I come off quite a poor spell with, with Weymouth so I was going back there with the same mindset that I needed to have a successful season and and build you know build sort of start to mould my career a little bit um, but yeah it, it was sort of uh, I, I quite enjoyed how it ended up being um, I picked up a bit more of a leadership role um, which was nice I felt like it suited me down to the ground but um it certainly wasn't that going into the, the start of the second stint. I was just going back to try and play football. And to be fair, I mean, it was, you know, three or four players that you would say could play centre-half there. were all good players and it could have been any of us that, um, you know, had started that first game of the season or started the last game of the season. So um, I was just happy I managed to get um, a load of games in there and, and I managed to be pretty much constant throughout the season. And to, to to bring this to to a conclusion for this episode, all three of you were subject of shouts from Gloss City fans uh, over the summer just gone of players that they wanted to stay. What would be your message to to Gloss City fans now? Probably just to keep going with with the group that they've got there. Um, I know it's difficult sometimes, and I do feel sorry for the group that is there at the minute because they sort of get compared to last year's group. But um, you know, there's a lot of different variables this year. Um, a lot's gone against the uh, against the club in recent times. Um, I mean, there's a load of rumours as to why pretty much the whole squad left last year. But um, I think it's pretty obvious, you know, why it all disbanded and why the new lads come in. Um, and I think that they need to probably, as much as they got behind us last season, need to get behind the boys this year. And um, and try and see them guys safe because I think that will be a big stepping stone for Gloucester then for the next two or three seasons if they can stay in Ashley North. I think you'll start to see um, the good times coming back. So what I'd say is just just stick with the group, show some you know show show this group the same amount of support that they showed us last year. I mean because they they push us over the line so much, uh, especially towards the end. Perfect. Well, thank you very much, lads. Have a great Christmas. And thank oh, you very much for joining us on the 12 Games of Christmas. No worries, bud. Thank, thank you very much. Cheers. Cheers. For the best sports coverage in the West, visit sevensport.co.uk.